0: Lord God of our ancestors, we thank you for what you have done and will continue to do for your daughters and sons. Walk with us in life and keep the evil one from obstructing our path. You see all. You know where the water is deep. Keep us from danger. Order our steps and guide our feet while we run the race of faith. May the good work that you have begun in us be brought to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. In whose name we pray. Amen. A reading from Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus came down and stood with the people on a level place. With a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Luke calls this Jesus' Sermon on the Plain. Jesus comes down into the midst of the people and stood on a level place. So says the Gospel writer. This is a similar event to what Matthew calls the Sermon on the Mount. Reviewing both of these accounts, they are certainly similar. They both start with these lists of blessings and woes. And there's other similar material there as well. But what the Gospel writers relay to us are both different as well. Not the least of which being that Matthew's account happens in the elevated hills of the Galilean region, while Luke's happens down in the flatter valleys, again of the same region. What's going on here? Why the similar yet different accounts? Some readers may be vexed by this. Worried perhaps that the stories don't line up and that cracks are forming in the very story of Jesus and the salvation we enjoy. Others may work hard to blend these two stories into one seamless event. Maybe Jesus started on the hillside and then came down to the valley for effect. Yeah, that's what he did. This, of course, isn't the only time in Scripture we get differing accounts of some events. There are at least four accounts of creation, for instance. They don't all line up. Some of the parables and miracles of Jesus are just different enough to raise our curiosity. And yet more examples persist. For me, these seemingly incongruous stories aren't really troubling at all. Instead, I find them to be an invitation into the vastness of God and the wonder that is humanity. We humans, Made in the image and likeness of God, are curious beings. I marvel in watching my two-year-old experience the world. So much of what he encounters is for the first time. And to him, it is all incredible. Banging a pot for the first time, no matter how annoying it may be to his parents, yields a wonderful sound. Hitting it even harder makes an even more wonderful sound. I wonder what the side sounds like when I strike it there. And he tries it and squeals in delight. We're no different from a two-year-old, though we often forget it and neglect our natural curiosity. We think because we're older that we're beyond that. It's simply not true. Only forgotten. Anytime there's something odd in Scripture, it's an invitation for our curiosity to kick in. Like a child, we're invited not to explain Scripture, not to master Scripture, but rather to play with Scripture. Again, think to children. They love to play and wonder and imagine. They don't just read about dinosaurs, they become them. So too for us, we are called to enter the story of Scripture. We're invited to become Luke or Matthew and wonder why Luke's version is different than Matthew's. Are these two occasions, one in a valley and the other on a mountaintop? Maybe. Would one story have stuck out to Luke, a Gentile physician, detailing an orderly account of Jesus' life for one reason, and yet have another set of reasons stuck out to a well-to-do but outcast tax collector for an entirely different set of reasons? We simply won't know until we enter that childlike faith that Jesus invites us to and play with Scripture. God's presence with us is so vast, so marvelous, so inspiring that our mature efforts at acting like we have our faith lives all together simply doesn't measure up. Instead our calling is to embrace the curiosity of the text and welcome the invitation to step away from the work of our lives and to come outside and play with God. So today, may you embrace the childlike faith Jesus commends to you. May you look for the odd the curious, and the interesting in God's scripture and in God's life with you. May you imagine and dream and wonder, and may you be amazed by all that you discover about God and yourself in this divine play. Amen.